This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. Hey, it's Julie back with the Prosperous Feminine. I've got a special surprise for you. I've got a woman who I think is a find. She's a gem. She's amazing. And she knows her stuff. And boy, has she been on a journey that I think a lot of us can relate to in a bunch of different ways. And I, and I'm going to have her share some of that because it really gives her the grounded credibility for what she's going to talk to us about. So I have Erin Patton with me. Say hi, Erin. Thank you so much. Greetings, everyone. I'm Erin Patton, and I'm so happy to be here today with Miss Julie and the Prosperous Feminine and really just sharing my story. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. I love bringing women like you on because of I'm a depth person, you're a depth person. And a lot of this work, especially for women and women of a certain age is a woman's issue. It's in the consciousness and we have to shift it. So you're the metaphysical master, mistress of the millennial, right? (laughs) I love the boldness and I want everyone to hear because they've heard me talk about the audacity to name your gifts. You are doing that. I love it. Absolutely. You were raised in Texas. I know you're going to tell us a little bit about that. What I love is this Harvard Business School story, which I'm not going to ruin it because I want to start there of this sort of turning point for you, right? Because it's like a big deal as a woman to go to Harvard Business School, like sort of everybody kind of wants that on their resume, but that sort of wasn't your experience. And I think it really speaks to why you're doing what you're doing the way you're doing it. Yeah. And actually I have to admit that I went to Harvard Business School and Harvard Kennedy School of Government for all of the reasons that most people go. Um, I really was apparating from a, 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 a incredible position of lack, the poverty mindset. I felt like I needed the biggest validating stamp on my forehead so that everyone knew how intelligent, beautiful, successful, powerful I was. And I couldn't be received well if I didn't have that recognition. So let me just start there. And so that's why it makes sense why I now say that I went from Harvard to healing, because if you're going into um, an experience such as Harvard Business School, Harvard Kennedy School program, joint degree program, with that intention, then you can expect that the outcome, the manifestation of it will not beget the beautiful fruit, because the the, the intention, the seed yeah. that was in it was just so pitiful, <laughs> you know, yeah. very frankly. And so um, I say I went from Harvard to healing because when I graduated, I was really unhappy and unfulfilled. I was just like, I spent all this money, all this time. I didn't really feel I was in a a context. I was living in Detroit in a very unhappy, abusive relationship. I was um, not feeling like I fit in in my workplace, even though I enjoyed the work. it, It really was meaningful to me. I just didn't feel like I could be my authentic self. I remember saying very explicitly that I felt like a round peg in a square hole. I, I wasn't mm. I didn't feel free. And these feelings all come from within. Yet at the time, I really 
was pointing fingers and blaming all of those around me. And so this is when I really had to come into um, more of an accountability of self. And, and what I was just sharing with you earlier around my conscious choices. Yeah. You know, I had chose to move to this city. I chose to work in this job. I chose to live this life. I made a lot of these choices consciously. So what am I going to do about them? How am I going to manage my emotions around them? And this is when I started to dig a little bit deeper into my spiritual path. And it got accelerated very quickly when my father unexpectedly passed away. And a couple of weeks later, my best friend was murdered. And then a few months after that, my mom attempted suicide. And this was all while I was launching my hair products. Wow. And so this was like a sign from God that girl, this ain't the right time for you. You need to sit your ass down. And, and I really reluctantly did that and resentfully did that because I just wanted my mom to get better fast. So I would come home and visit her and take care of her. I eventually ended up moving in with her into my childhood bedroom and then decided <laughs> that, oh, I should also have a child because this would make all the matters so much better too. I can start a whole new family while I try to mend this old one. And that didn't quite work out as planned. Um, even though I have a beautiful, beautiful son, Harlo Heru, who I adore and who teaches me so much. <laughs> and it was through this that I really started to, and actually through him and, and my mom's caring for my mom because she ended up um, developing an accelerated dementia state. Mm-hmm. So she's now dementia. And realizing that I had the support of no one but God in that moment, in these moments, because I was so, so unhappy. So, like I said, poverty victim mindset, everything was to blame outside of me. I really didn't have any, that, that support. I was pouring from an empty cup, as people like to say, I did not full cup. And so it was through my, my desire for, for fullness, for wholeness, that I started to study more about myself. I ended up taking metaphysical psychology through the University of Commission Sciences with Dr. Phil Valentine, studying myself, studying the inner workings of my, of my solar body, of my energetic body, studying the inner workings of my emotions, and also studying the inner workings of my experiences, which is my physical you know, existence. And so those three aspects of ourselves are critical as we move into a more prosperous, abundant mindset. Yes. Really knowing who we are physically and metaphysically which is includes our emotional body and our spiritual soul body. And when I started to come into this understanding of myself, then my confidence started to grow. My love for myself started to grow. I could look myself in the eye and be real with myself. Whereas before I got lied to a lot because I lied to my damn self a lot. That's the truth. I lied to myself about, you know, how I really just couldn't see the beauty in me. I couldn't see the love in me. I couldn't see the value in me, the worthiness in me. But this spiritual path allowed me to start to align with those energies more deeply with myself. And when you talk about prosperity, that's what it requires. It requires alignment and it requires balance with the self. And that comes through having those very deep emotions for yourself, which a lot of us women, unfortunately, are programmed to be body, body dysmorphia, body shamed, you know, hair shame. For me, I had issues with my 
curly Afro hair. I had issues with, you know, my features being black. Like there were just, I mean, and I'm yeah. sure it's the same for every woman. You go down the list, it's like, God damn it. Like there's nothing we like about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and if that's the case, then you can't expect to have a prosperous existence. <laughs> no, I love, you said so much in there and it's such this, thank you for sharing your arc with us of this journey that you went on. And I want to go back a bit here to unpack this a little bit because I've done what you did. And this joining Harvard because you think you needed that credibility, mm -hmm. which was coming from a, a lacking of something, this scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. As I actually want to slow this down because this is something that the women listening need to hear. Yes. Is there's this, we have these impulses, but we don't always fully check them out. You know, what's yeah. the root of it, yeah. which I think being very deeply attuned to your own patterns mm -hmm. and your own witness of when you're not at your highest, most empowered self mm. is kind of when we get into trouble, but it seems yeah. like a good idea at the right time. And yeah. right before COVID, I had a thriving coaching practice, but I wanted to take it to the next level. And I invested a lot in developing a funnel curriculum, the whole backend system, running the Facebook ads. So we went through a year trajectory. It was a five-figure investment. Then I'm watching $3,000 a month in Facebook ads get spent. And we launched March, 2020. So obviously we know what happened there. And I was like, whoa. And so, and then the woman I was working with, sadly, she died very suddenly. Then I invested with another guy who was really good at Facebook ads. And I'm like, here we go again, another five-figure investment. And then $5,000 a month in Facebook ads. And it was starting to work. And I was like, I went to Africa in there because I needed to. And I came back and I put one foot through the door and it was like, what the F are you doing? And I was like, okay, who's saying that? You know? And what I realized to collapse time in hindsight was I was filling up my calendar five days a week, eight hours a day with enrollment calls to get people into a thing. It was $5,000 a month in Facebook ads on top of these multi five-figure investments I'd made to make this funnel. And I was like, I realized that I had built it that I wasn't good enough, that post the death of my husband, I didn't matter, that no one was listening to me and I needed to invest in this big thing to make this big stink. So that it was like this only way I was trying to pull myself out of the quicksand of the well of grief was to like do what I knew how to do, which is run a business, right? Yes. So it was based on something. It was based on this idea of lack of that I had no identity because now I was a single woman and my somehow I died when he died and all of that, I could really go into a long term of unpacking it, but I won't. But a similar thing, right? I spent a horrendous amount of money and the impulse was there. It was a very heartfelt intention, but it not being as fully conscious as it could have been cost me a lot of money, time and energy, you know, to build this whole thing, record all the videos and everything. And it wasn't what I truly wanted. Yeah. You know? And so I just want to kind of emphasize this moment that you're naming that what we do is we don't fully check out the impulse. And a lot yeah. of times we're over, it's this unconscious override or spiritual bypass 
of this, if I would have looked deeper and not moved so quickly and dug into it a little further, I might have noticed that. And I might not have. It was a lesson and a journey. It's part of the journey and part of the story. But it was based on a part of me that didn't feel worthy enough. Yes. Yes. I love how you unpack that because really it's about sequencing. And this is something that I'm learning to uh, adopt practice in my life. And my mentor also calls it process goal alignment. Yeah. And what that really means is a slowing down Mm -hmm. to speed up is how it really feels. Like you're, you're moving slower, but you are actually accelerating faster. Yes. Moving in alignment with your purpose. And you have to be able to see your purpose clearly for me. And maybe even for you, you couldn't even really see what you wanted at the end of all of that. Like maybe you thought no. that you wanted visibility and you wanted people to sign up, but really what was it or what is it that you want? And that's what you should be asking yourself. I tell this to people and my clients all the time. What do I want? Ask yourself that. For me, what I want on this journey now is to assist in the co-creation of a planet that is more whole, healed, and happy, period. You know? Amen, sister. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. And whatever that looks like, yeah, look on a day-to-day basis. And as long as I can pay my bills and live comfortably, I don't worry about nothing. And yeah. really, that's how we're supposed to be existing is this really strong and deep trust in ourselves, in our path, and in God stewarding us in that direction. And so it really requires that awareness of your direction. Where am I going? What do I want to do? And it sounds like for us, we didn't really have that direction. We just were moving. When like a lot of people call it the hamster wheel, I call it the (laughs) race. I was just running. I was in the race. Yeah. I was just running. (laughs) Competing with who? Like my friend said, competing with air, like competing with no one. But I was in a competing with my ego. Competing with my ego. My ego was so desperately desiring and craving to be seen. Yes. Be loved. Yes. Be recognized when all of that needed to come from me. Yeah. Hey, nobody give me that but me. What I'm hearing in your saying, and I've talked about this a lot, is. For me, the prosperous feminine is a collective. It's about the more, if we can get 10% of women who identify with the feminine to shifting consciousness, we can shift the whole thing, right? And so this is this has always been a consciousness game. And it's like the planet that you describe, I'm also an award-winning wildlife photographer. So I spend a lot of time in deep nature, you know, with me to, me to you with cats big cats and I've learned a lot from them and I see the pressure of humanity on their habitats and on them Mm. and there's this the only way we're going to become the planet we all yearn to live on is the shift in consciousness it's going to be that big of a deal it requires that and prosperity why I started this is because I had my own shift around it back in the day when I was in corporate America and a lot of people heard my story, but the idea is that not even women are rising, but we're still not living life on our own terms. 
we're still beholden to a system that wants us to relate to money, wealth, and prosperity in a way that's completely disempowered. And that we're still telling ourselves scarcity stories so that the people who love cashing in on that get to keep cashing in on that, right? And even in a spiritual entrepreneurial digital marketer space, there's still some of that going on. A lot of- You have to check everybody out. But this is a sovereignty thing. Being a prosperous feminine, seeing through those eyes is a sovereignty thing. And as you're saying, it starts with the deep inner groundedness of connecting to that divine source, God, whatever you want to call it, in a way that is absolutely, I can see it on you. I can see it in your face. I can see it in your presence that this is like no bullshit, unwavering, unapologetic. I'm, t- I'm serious. It's a bold stand for you being all of who you were meant to be as a spiritual being. Period. I love that. And and what I have to say to that is that this is how all of us should be moving. And this is why I, I do is that you talk about the 10%, like the 10% turn to the 20, turn to the 30, turn to the 100. And that's really how we shift the planet. And, it, and yes. you're absolutely right. It starts with consciousness and it starts with consciousness of self. Because as we were raised, especially as I was programmed, I was programmed to heal the world make it a better place <laughs> but singing now yeah but now Gift with listen <laughs> but now it's like we we can't heal the world if we haven't healed ourselves we can't do it we can't and so this is really what the consciousness journey is about it's about self-discovery yeah. self exploration, self-love. And the more you come into that knowing, the higher your consciousness rises, the higher your awareness rises, the kinder you are to other people, the better you show up for work, the better you show up as a mother, the better you show up as a partner because you don't sweat the bullshit. Yeah. A lot of women, we carry so much and we carry it. We can get down to the metaphysics of it because this is what I do in our we carry it in our womb and we're meant to carry it in our womb because that's our blessing from God. As women, we have uteruses. Our uterus is the history of the universe. It literally is carried in our wombs. And I was talking about this the other day because it is so beautiful. But even in the creation of life, we know that the baby goes through every stage possible in the DNA strand. It goes from a tadpole to a little fish, to an amphibian, to like some like reptilian looking creature to like then it forms into a halfway human and then it comes into a human and it's still breathing water it's still an amphibian until it emerges into this earthly plane so as women we have this amazing gift to actually create life as creators and this makes us in and of the form of a god a goddess and when we start to come into that knowing of ourselves then we how can you sweat the small stuff? Yeah, I agree. How can you? And so when we start to embody the power and the knowing of who we are as goddesses, of who we are as divine beings, then that is when the planet will shift. I agree with that. And there's a whole other piece around shifting women that doesn't even have anything to do with the men that has to do with the feminine consciousness and all of the impositions and the societal trance and assumptions around all of that. Mm -hmm. And the, when you engage with your business, like you're bringing forward with a full metaphysical perspective, 
What I find for me, and I'd love to hear your take on this, is I get filled up in a way that those needy parts aren't running the show. And they're the ones that do the things like do these big investments in things that actually weren't quite on track. They weren't bad. They weren't wrong. They were still heartfelt. There was a lot of knowledge and wisdom and experience I got from it. Would I rather have the money back? You bet your ass I would, you know? Then it's like, could it have been prevented? Well, that's an interesting thing to go unpack those things and go, what would I do differently? And I know for me, if I was more in my spiritual alignment, would have been more filled up and more in tune with that. There's a natural trust that comes that I'm not sitting there wondering, wanting people to buy my course so that I'm validated that it's worthy. I'm worthy of still being alive post this huge trauma that has taken me more than a decade to be okay from. Yes, girl, you said it. You said it. And, and, and interestingly enough, the money investment is actually what you needed to do in order to overcome whatever lack mindset you had. For and sure. what you paid it out to this guy or that guy or this person, yeah. it had to be paid out. And that's something that I'm coming into a greater understanding of as I go along this journey, especially as an entrepreneur, is the energy exchange that mount, that money is creating for you. That money is creating for oneself. Yeah. That the, the more actually money that you're putting out in service to this intention that you have to serve, the more the universe will return the resources, the yeah. people situations, the things, the experiences, the lessons that will actually get you further along that path. And so this is where the meta business comes into play because generally we've been taught to use money transactionally, like tip yes, for tip. Very. And that's not how energy works. It's not necessarily tip for tat because everything about money is energetic and everything that's energetic starts with intention. And we talked about that before. So what's actually the intention of your spend? And that's something that we really have to come into a knowing of, even as we pay our bills, as we go out to eat, as we buy, you know, whatever things we buy from Amazon, if we're knowing that whatever this is, is going to bless me sevenfold, then you best believe that it's going to come back to you more than whatever the value of that product is monetarily or what that experience is monetarily. So this is how we we have to, because they say in the hip hop community, scared money don't make money or on the street, scared money don't make money. But I, I started to in, in, like listen to that and I was like, oh, that, that actually is, makes perfect sense. So enlightened money actually makes like incredibly abundant experiences. So if we're using our money from enlightened consciousness with enlightened yeah. awareness, can you imagine the returns we'll get on that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. I also think that in spending sometimes, and even when they're, I don't, I reframe them from mistakes to um, their charitable contributions. I didn't know I was going to make Yes, <laughs> that part, right? That part mm-hmm. is like, I get a parking ticket. Oh, charitable contribution. I didn't know I was going to make instead of being mad about it. Taxes. Yeah. Oh, charitable contribution. I didn't know I was going to make somebody's getting an income. Some child is getting fed, you know, because of Something that, that it goes around, money. something's going mm-hmm. down because of it, but also the, I do think there are times when we spend because not only does it make the energetic cycle keep going around, but I believe that there are times when you need to drain that particular energy strand out so a new one can come in. That part. Right, like that. That part. 
And I'm experiencing this. I do also real estate investing with my family's portfolio stuff. And a lot of these properties, I mean, to be frank, have not been doing well because the energy around them is just bad. Let me just say frank. Negative energy. Yeah. it's, It's really come out of a familial history of trauma. I already talked about the, my trauma, childhood trauma. Like I, I talk about it a lot, not to you specifically, but in your audience, but I had a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of wounds between my parents. I mean, my mom has dementia now because she had a fucked up life, excuse my French, but she had a really hard time. Our parents had a hard time, you know, especially as a black woman growing up in the 650s and 60s yes. in the South. What? Like she was a black woman dentist in the state mm. of Texas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The stories, the little stories she used to tell me were horrendous. And my mom is such a beautiful, introverted, you know, kind-hearted lady. And the pressures of this world literally have shut her down. But praise God for healing because now we're going through some treatments that I believe she'll be one of the first people on the planet cured from dementia. Working on chills. Because it's the truth that everything is reversible when you put the right intention to what you're doing, what you're doing in your life. People, I hope y'all hear me and feel me that when we start to move in alignment with what who we are and what we're doing, we can create miracles. And we talk about it and we read about Jesus and we get so happy and we cry, but this is real life. Jesus always said, I mean, he, I mean, he says it and we can quote him that you will do greater works than me. Jesus came here as the embodiment of a divine being with his partner, Mary Magdalene, to show us what divine union and love can create on this planet in this third dimension. And so I really still like to move with that Christ consciousness, that Christ energy to embody the divinity that we are in pursuit of anything we want to do, including monetary pursuits. Yeah, really well said. And I just want to honor you as a Black woman. And I want to honor your mother mm-hmm. as a Black woman and just like, really name into this space that the the additional hardships of that time of skin color mm-hmm. that those of us who were advantaged didn't know about but really wanting to uplift and support mm-hmm. and I have I have black women in my circle and I work really extra with them. Do I have a friend who is this incredible dancer? And she's like, will you shoot my photos? Cause I'm a wildlife photographer and the way she moves is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to pay for it. You, your work needs to be in the world. You need to be documented. You need to be seen in this grace and beauty that you have. And I don't want you to pay me for it. Like I really, this is me saying, Let's get your images out there. Let's show, you know, what this looks like. And any way I can do that, I'm going to, is part of a prosperous consciousness mm-hmm. of any type of, it's a minor reconciliation. I wouldn't even call it that or act like I'm doing that, but I feel pulled and called anywhere I can with women of color to lift them up because you deserve it. You've had to fight really hard against things that I can't relate to because I ha- it was given more of a privileged path, more of an advantaged path. And yet it still pulls on me. I still have incredible empathy for how that must have felt. I got picked on as a kid, not for color, but for other stuff. So I can know I can't, I can't really I can't imagine it, but I can empathize with it. Yeah. And if I may just 
you know, continue to build on that with you because this is something too that I explore a lot in my metaphysical practices yeah. of racial boundaries. Yes. And the and the 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 shackles that I say that have been placed on us by these programmings around race and racial identity. Yes. Because I honestly don't believe that anyone's had an advantage. I believe that with this racial, these racial boundaries, we're all disadvantaged, frankly. It may appear that you might have skated through because you're a white woman, but in my view, I feel like when one person loses, we all lose. When one person is hated on, we all are hated on because when that energy is projected, that energy is also received in return. That's how energy works. It's reciprocal. It's, yeah. it's duality. So it's a per, it's a false perception of yeah. that pitch. It's a false perception of you having superiority when in reality, you're feeling the pain just as deeply as I am. You know, I love that you said that because I've talked to a couple of women of color about that. And those were terminology they gave me as I said to one of my friends and we did a, we did a Facebook live about it. And I was like, you call me privileged. I worked my ass off for everything. She goes, well, that's what all my white friends say to me. So, we yeah. gotta, but I love how you're saying this because I think that's where we need to get to, especially in deep Period. metaphysics is yeah. that if I slam you, I slam me. If yeah. I shackle you, I shackle me. That's yeah. where we need to get to is that yeah. understanding. And I like how you're naming this of racial boundaries. I'm learning all the time. I want to learn. I want to support. I want to help. I want to make it better for everybody. And I think that this, we really have to get to the place where in the Christ consciousness is love thy neighbor as thyself. And that's probably the hardest thing people will ever try to do. Right. It's so easy to make everybody wrong because they're not doing it like you. They don't look like you. They wouldn't do what you would do. They don't think like you. They don't process at your pace. There's so many reasons for us to be different and then act like that's a reason to hate somebody. Yeah, period. And period. Actually, this was the design for the prison matrix. Our matrix was designed this way. It was designed to divide and conquer. And we know that. So the more you divide, the more you can conquer, the more you can control, the more you can abuse, the more you can use. And that's essentially what's happening by what I call the parasitic elite. And let's just name it for what it is. And there are a lot of entities that support these leaders in doing this work. That but is their true. Time is up. Their time is up. Well, that's why they're hanging on like holy hell. Yeah. And you can swear on here, by the way. You get extra Thank points you. for F words. <laughs> Thank you. I'd be so sorry. But I have to be myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, you be unleashed. That's the whole point here. And it's like there's something else too in what I'm picking up on what you're saying about. I've said this before on a previous podcast about the this elite group or this group that's really trying to hang on to it's all about them and it's all about what they want and to minimize everyone else and control everything is really a lion's share way of going about it and the male lions are breeders and eaters they don't really contribute that much to the survival of the pride and when when they get voracious appetites they take everything out there's nothing left so they're in this system where they're going to take themselves out they just can't see it and yeah. I think that women, if we rise as a collective and as a collective of femininity, actually get right in our relationship with prosperity, that we can become the financial influencers based on a system of high impact, high integrity, ethics, and sustainability, right? This, this way that we are with ourselves about denying 
our value, don't have the audacity to name our gifts and minimizing our ability to be prosperous because it's a birthright. It was set up to be everybody can have more than enough. Then the system in its current, if we look at the world as a habitat, it's not sustainable because there's no biodiversity. And biodiversity yeah. is the scientific law of a healthy habitat. Yeah. Plain and simple. And yeah. so we start taking out cultures or people or skin color or gender or sexuality, and you start isolating around all those things and you try to cancel it, you're killing biodiversity. Yeah. So there's no sustainability. There's no thriving inside of a non-biodiverse world. And humanity is trying to be non-biodiverse with mm. all these different things, right? Is this yeah. making sense what I'm saying to you? 100% makes sense to me. That's exactly what's happening. And that's why it's important to come into the knowing of ourselves. Yeah. Come into the knowing of yourself and you know that you're a divine being having a human experience, then the boundaries fall away. I no longer identify as a Black woman. This is not who I am. This is just the spacesuit I wear for this period of time that I inhabit this planet. I just happen to look this way. This is not me that you see, okay? And this is how people should be feeling. If I choose to fuck a man or be with a woman or, or dress like a boy, dress like a clown, dress if I wanna dress like a dinosaur, <laughs> I can be able to do that. I can express myself any way I want to be expressed. But like I started with it before, either I'm a woman with a uterus or I'm a not, I'm a being without a uterus. I'm either a man or a woman. Right. And that's how God created it. And I know we have a lot of rhetoric out here trying to tell us to grab on to all these different identities. Yes. When in reality, we only have one. We really only have one identity and that we are the children of God in this man or woman body. And how I choose to express myself in this body is how I choose to express myself in this body. And when we come into a knowing and an understanding of that law, of that connection of this planet, then we don't have to abide by these little rules that keep us bound and trapped and enslaved by these yes. other folks. Yes. I think that like sums it up right there. <laughs> so how can people find out more about you? Um, well, Where can they find you? Yes, I would love for people to follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, Facebook at I am Erin Patton, E-R-I-N-P-A-T-T-E-N. You can also go to my website, erinpatton.com and also on YouTube. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that really digs deeply into some of my podcast work. I have my own podcast, I'm not a business millennial, um, that you can listen to on Spotify, on any place where you get your podcasts, and of course, on the YouTube channel. And, you know, tap in, you yes. know, in me, learn from me, grow with me, shoot me ideas. Even if you have challenges, I will receive them as well. This is about building and learning for me. I'm a curious individual. So I always want to explore more. 
Thank you for coming here and really gracing us with your perspective. I love your ferocity and the stand that you are and how you embody that and exude that. But it's also, there's a transmission with who you are and what you say. And those Absolutely. are my favorite kind of guests, I got to tell you. Yes. You know? So we kind of roll in the same way, which I love. Yes. I can't wait to be on your show. And I just really thank you for blessing, you know, the Prosperous Feminine Collective and listeners with this incredible wisdom, this naming of very clear distinctions, sharing your story with us and bringing the divine into it because I'm all yes. about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Well, we have to know who we are, people. That's and right. Appreciate this opportunity to be on the Prosperous Feminine to inspire all of you beautiful goddesses to be who you came here to be. I love you all so much. And with that, that's a wrap. Thank you, Erin. You can find out more about her in the show notes and description. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Visit juliesteelman.com and subscribe to find out more.